today, uh, we were all over the state. Um, after this weekend, man, that's it. My frequent drive, driver miles are going to be done. Sort of going to uh, Green Bay, I think, for a while. Maybe Chicago. Down there for the uh, Packers-Bears game. But today we are in uh, Viroqua. That's where we're at, Viroqua Hills uh, Country Club. As a matter of fact, today, tomorrow we're going to be down at the Norwegian Hollow. For those of you watching on the Bud Light live stream, uh, you've got some what I can only describe as maybe rather bad golfers getting ready to tee off. So there you go. You can see them. There you have it. Uh, today, we talk a lot of Packers football. Packers are off to London. we got Paul Charchian coming on, going to give us some fantasy uh, advice. And I need it uh, because out of the Charches League, the guillotine league, two weeks in a row, I have uh, gone damn near out of the guillotine league. I, uh, I, I needed Debo Samuel to give me points, and uh, damned if he didn't, which was great, kept me in the league, but I am right now dead last. I went for being first overall to dead last. I really and, don't uh, care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> ben Kenny with a dynamite drop in. So um, we got that going on. We'll talk some fantasy today with the charge. Uh, we'll hear some out of uh, Green Bay. We're going to hear Aaron Rodgers. If you missed it, we didn't get a chance to air it yesterday. If you missed it, we're going to hear Aaron Rodgers talk today. Uh, we got Jesse Temple coming up from the Athletic. He covers the Badgers. We'll get his thoughts on this team moving forward as well. And I, I got to be honest, uh, today is the day that I have been kind of giddy for. And last night, driving out here, uh, I guess we got here, <laughs> excuse me, we got here, I don't know, about 12.30, 1 in the morning, up early this morning, was on locally, and uh, then came over to get set up here at the Viroqua Hills Country Club. And uh, I have been anticipating this day since last night at about 7.30, when Ben Kenny sent me yet another scandal in the world of competitive dance. <laughs> oh, my God. It's beautiful, Bill. I wasn't ready. I haven't really gotten my note sheet together. A lot of That's it is okay. just off the top <laughs> of the head. <laughs> That's okay. When you sent me that and I read the snippet that uh, encouraging the sex scandal in the world, is it clog dancing is what we're talking about? I don't know the difference between all of that. It is in Ireland. Dancing is is big. They have dancing yeah. competitions. It's a big thing in schools and a big industry around it. And yes, it has been yeah. rocked with a massive, massive controversy. Massive scandal. Apparently, Flatley is Flatley still alive? The Lord of the Dance. I don't. Do you who even that is. remember uh, Flat? I can't remember what his first name was. Flatley was the uh, <laughs> the Lord of the Dance. Um, oh, Michael, Michael Flatley. Thank you very much. Michael Flatley was the Lord of the Dance, and he did this Irish thing, and he had this show that went on, and and uh, then he had split off from whatever the Irish, other Irish dancers were, and there was a big argument. It was like they were going to go to war with their feet or something, I guess. And, uh, yeah, they, Irish dancing is, is really cool, I mean, if, if you've ever seen it in person. But uh, yeah, the Lord of the Dance, I, Michael Flatley, he didn't even touch the ground. He just was like floating around. I don't, I, his feet are just moving. I, I don't know what he was all about. But uh, this is, I can only assume, some type of tap and/or clog dance, where the scandal has been rocked with a sex scandal in the world of competitive clog dancing. So we've got updates on the Benoit balls in the use of uh, cheating in chess. We've got the fisherman who is stuffing lead sinkers down their catches to up their ounces, 
And now we've got a sex scandal in the world of clog dancing. So, Ben, you just keep the and the and the one thing about all of this, none of it, not one of these stories come from the state of Florida. How about that? <laughs> that alone is something to talk about. Is the fact that Florida has been relatively quiet, although uh, all the all the you know the weirdness has been taken over by the hurricane that ripped through there. But as soon as that hurricane is now gone. And everything's been revealed. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some weirdness that people are going to start finding in their backyards. So. I was going to say, it's all happening while Aaron Judge breaks the home run record. Really makes right? you think. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's something strange in the cosmos, to say the very least. No doubt. I think what I wonder the most, real quick, going into this weekend, the Browns yeah. play at home against the Chargers. I don't know right? how the city of, uh, city of Cleveland, the state of Ohio, is going to be able to respond to what they saw in the walleye fishing tournament to really turn around and beat that football team that comes in. I would in think Cuyahoga they'd be distracted. County, yeah. You would assume. You would assume now the Chargers are coming from the West Coast uh, and they have to land into this massive discrepancy that has become well, – it was walleye fishing, correct? It wasn't bass fishing. It was walleye. Yes. The walleye tournament where uh, they had to rescue a couple of anglers from angry anglers because they were stuffing their fish with other fish and stuffing their fish with lead sinkers to add to their ounces and add to their catches and won the tournament and walked away with the money. And then others found out about it. It just got ugly after that. And so, you know, the the Browns, who are known for the dog pound, I mean, this this was the, the fish pool, I guess, that these guys fell into. But it's, it's controversy surrounding the mistake on the lake. Oh, my God. But uh, that's going on. This begs one final question. Oh, geez, Would you go. rather... Have a large group of angry fishermen come after you after cheating, or a very angry group of Irish dance parents come after you because you were having sex with the judge to fix the tournament? Oh. That's a great question. Because you're talking about angry ang- angry people from across the pond. They may throw a spot of tea in your face. See you guys. They may throw a spot of tea in your face. So the tea could sting more than an ass whooping. But then again, if the fishermen get really creative, they can put a hook in your ass. And then you got to go and explain to somebody at, a, at, at an urgent care how you ended up with a hook in your ass. That's a great question. I'm going to have to ponder that. I might, I might take the hook in the ass. I don't need a spot of tea thrown in my face. I think we should ask Charchian. He would know. Then again, if it's coming from Ireland, it could be a whole pint of Guinness, and I'd take that every damn day. I'd just sit there and open my mouth and say, okay, hit me with your best shot. How are we looking? Throw on some goggles. You're good to go. (laughs) The show went careening off the rails, like right out of the chute. We were spinning. Sparks were flying. The train started to wobble, and down the hill we went, right down the hill. Ah, there you go. That's the way we start, though. Uh, good stuff. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to do so again, 877-867-1670. Uh, you can find us there. Packers heading off to London. This matchup, for those that did not know, going to be played in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, apparently, you're not supposed to pronounce your T's. Maybe like, like you live on the East Coast. They Like Kristen, every now and then I'll talk to her. And she, like when she says she's going to Wheaton, Illinois, she doesn't say Wheaton. She goes, it's Wheaton. I'm like, what? What? what, what? Wheaton? It's Wheaton. Going to Wheaton, Illinois. No, I'm going to Wheaton. 
But Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London going to be the local kickoff time at 2.30. 8.30 our time. The capacity of 62,850 can fit into that stadium. And it's the first regular season game outside of the country for the Packers. It's going to be the sixth game overall that they've played outside of the United States. But it is the first London matchup between two teams with winning records. And that is after they've been doing this thing since 2007. This is the first time two teams with winning records have matched up. Now we know that for a long time it was like Jacksonville, Carolina, you know, a couple of the lesser teams, Tampa Bay prior to Tom Brady getting there. There was some of the lesser teams that were going over there just because they were not getting home fans to come, so they didn't mind giving up a home game. And the reason the Packers weren't going One is the Packers didn't want to give up a home game, but two, because so many of those teams, uh, so many because Packers fans travel so well, so it was almost guaranteed a sellout whenever you were facing the Green Bay Packers. So those teams did not want to give up a Packers game. So the Packers, who were supposed to get nine home games this year, only get eight, and they took that extra game and they said, "Okay, we'll finally go. We'll give this up." The disappointing side of it is that because the Packers only had one preseason home game and that would have been made up with the extra home game in the regular season that means the city the area the town misses out on that revenue on game day revenue the bars will not be as full the streets will not be as full the parking for the houses will not be as full people coming to town to stay in hotels people coming to town to spend money at restaurants and such will not happen so the town loses out. That's the disappointing thing. But they are all they are all uh, fired up uh, over there in uh, in London to to get the Green Bay Packers there. Two drastically different sides of view, points of view. Uh, we're going to hear this when we come back because I want you to hear what Aaron Rodgers had to say. So I want to play that back from yesterday. If you haven't heard it already, you're going to hear it. If you did hear it, pardon us. But we know the head coach. It seemed almost almost just irritable might be the best way to put it. Just Matt LaFleur over the last couple of weeks has been noticeably irritable. Um, some say he's getting arrogant. He's been a winning coach. He's got this 13-plus record going on every year, you know, um, and oh, well, he's getting too big for his britches. I don't think so. I think this guy has been through. You talk about a head coach taking over a program who has been through a lot. He comes in. Rodgers isn't sure about coming back. He's got to build a relationship with Aaron Rodgers. You know, all the talk was, can this guy make Rodgers happy? And then the offseason that pisses Rodgers off. He doesn't want to come back and play. He wants out and such and such. And then they have to go through that craptastic scenario then he gets to the postseason loses an nfc championship game a lot of talk about rogers focusing too much on adams adams getting too many opportunities next year comes and goes they end up losing again their offense looked terrible in the postseason a lot of Devontae adams talk again and then they can't make up their mind rogers not sure when he wants to come back Devontae wants a contract there was a lot of back and forth there bakhtiari's down Okay, Cobb has to come back because he's got to be the security blanket for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, a lot going on. They're manipulating the roster. They're doing many of these things to appease the quarterback. In the meantime, Devontae Adams wants out. 
He uh, is not coming back at any cost. Talk to you later. He wants to go other places, so he goes off to Las Vegas. And now um, he's stuck with three rookies, including Samari Torre, that he has to get up to speed quicker than normal. He doesn't have as many weapons. He's got a quarterback that, you know, while he's saying it's a business trip and we're going to stay in the hotel and we're going to get our work done and you got to concentrate and trying to send that message, the quarterback is saying, no, I want to go out and get a pint of Guinness and I'm going out and see the sights. And he's saying, no, look, get a taste of it. And hopefully you go back in the offseason. But his quarterback's like, no, I'm pretty happy. I'm going over and I'm doing my own thing. So, you know, and, and then being told what time he can do things and management of clocks and body clocks. And so I, I don't think it's irritation uh, with the media or getting too big for your britches. I think he's just, man, has got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. He's been put through uh, the ringer over the last few years. So give the man a little breathing room, a little credit for guy six. But you will hear from the quarterback. You will hear from Aaron Rodgers when we come back, so stay tuned. We are broadcasting live here in Viroqua, Wisconsin, which uh, it, it's always beautiful. I love coming here. I uh, was greeted this morning, not with handcuffs, but uh, the State Patrol uh, over at uh, Quick Trip today uh, came in and said hello. And thanks to all the guys, the men and women that uh, stopped by, that uh, protect us and work out here, in the police department, the fire department, the first responders. But a lot of people came by and said hello today. It was really a nice Nice little gathering, a quick trip, and down the road a little bit later on. So thanks to everybody for hanging out with us, and uh, thanks to, uh, uh, you know, out here in Viroqua Hills and the golf course for putting us up. And also for Vernon Communications. My God, when we walk into this place now, they know what we need. They know our Internet needs. They know our line needs. And uh, they bust their ass to get it done and get it done right. So today we're here at the Country Club. Tomorrow we're down at Norwegian Hollow. And everything, uh, as far, knock on wood, is perfectly smooth. So no no quirks at all. It's absolutely awesome. So thanks to everybody for helping us out. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show live here in Viroqua right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks so much. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by The Nice Ash down in Waukesha, Wisconsin. 323 West Main Street. If you're looking for a place to go and watch the game, they will be open. Early morning stuff going on down at The Ash, as a matter of fact. They're going to be open on Sunday morning. So if you want to get up early, relax, go have yourself a stogie. Enjoy yourself. Should be a good time down at uh, the Nice Ash. The Nice Ash, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Go to theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. There you have it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was at the podium, or I shouldn't say at the podium, but uh, meeting with the media yesterday. And um, he, uh, it, it was it, a lot of questions of, about London and such. Uh, but, you know, we had heard Matt LaFleur. Now, Matt LaFleur yesterday you know, not upbeat, not a whole lot of positive things to say about this trip. Uh, was not going to give up the details, even though Mike Clemens had the details back in May and June when Matt LaFleur spoke in detail about what he had learned about going overseas, about, you know, leaving today, the trip, getting there, checking into the hotel, and then getting the guys right into practice. And what you're trying to do is you're going to work them, work them, work them until um, you can't really work them anymore because you want to kind of keep them up to 24 hours and then let them drop go to bed and then when they wake up their their body clocks are then kind of readjusted daytime wise 
to London. And then you go to bed, you know, at the time in the evening in London time. As you kind of reset that body clock, you lose that day. Then on Saturday, you do your normal walkthroughs. You do your, your team meetings. You give them some time to go out, maybe go to dinner, whatever. And then that next morning, you know, obviously you get up and there you go. You're off to uh, off to the game and uh, you're good to go. So uh, anyway, long story short. Uh, he's he kind of laid that plan up back in May. Now he seemed testy yesterday. Seemed like he wasn't going to answer any questions. Didn't really want to talk about it. On the other hand, the quarterback, he's kind of giddy. Take a listen to what Aaron Rodgers had to say yesterday when he met with the media. Take a listen. What's the purpose of this game? You know, you had the European soccer here. Awesome, yeah, awesome. You think there's purpose to this? Yeah, for sure. You know. In talking with those guys, and I mentioned it, I think, yesterday or at some point, uh, how special NFL Europe was for those guys when I was still playing. They had it uh, in the 05 offseason. might have been one of the last years, maybe 06 or the last year, but those guys loved it. And the response from the fans was, was usually pretty good. Now for the league, when it's all about dollars and cents, they were probably losing a little bit of money. But I, thought, I think the overall uh, growth of the game in Europe was probably worth it. So to, to now do some games internationally, there's a game, at least one game, I believe, in Mexico. Uh, they did some games in Canada. Got, uh, obviously, Tottenham and, and Wembley's hosted some games. I think it's great. It's great for our game to branch out. There's a lot of fans worldwide. I've been to, you know, Packer bars in different countries. I mentioned that. Packer bars all over the country. Our fans travel well. And we're the last team that's played over there. So I think it's great for the NFL. It's great for... Uh, our international fans too. We got a guy that shows up. You know, he's he's a German guy. Always has a German flag. You've probably seen him. You know, he comes to two or three games a year. And there's multiple people like that coming from all around the world to come to Lambeau. So this hopefully makes it a little bit easier for those those good folks. I don't know who that is. You talking about the uh, the English guy with the long hair? There's a few out there. Uh, I like that comedian though. He's funny. Listen, coaches are creatures of habit even more than players. Anytime there's a minute adjustment to the schedule, it throws them all out of whack. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Listen, we're all excited. I think the reason I said I want to go over early is just to experience a little bit of that culture, you know, to be able to get out and see some sights and interact with fans and, shoot, go to a pub and have a Guinness or or whatever the local brew is. Uh, that's what we all want to do. You know, those of us that want to go over early, coaches are so concerned with, you know, the idiosyncrasies of the schedule and stuff. So any minute, uh, you know, change in that is going to throw them off. But I think overall everybody is super excited to get, o- get over there. Obviously, you know, the, the time we're leaving uh, might put a little stress on the on the schedule, but... That's that's way down at the bottom of the concerns. We're just excited to get over there, playing at a great stadium. Um, you know, it's it's for us, it's a dream. I mean, I've been talking about doing this for years since they started this. Couldn't wait to get over there, but knowing that nobody wants to give up a Green Bay Packers home game, so it's it's exciting to finally get a chance to go over. Aaron, I know you talked a little bit with Pat about Randall, so I'll try not to be too repetitive in what he asked. But Randall was teasing us the other day that we've tried to. Put him in a nursing home with kind of how we've described his role on the team. Was there anything you saw this offseason that made you think, okay, he, he might be a little fresher this year? He said it's the best he's felt in three years. The older we get, the guys that can stick around find little ways 
to get advantages uh, on the physical side. And I feel like that paired with a little bit more uh, stability as far as his offseason home. You know, there were multiple years where he was in a different spot many times and, you know, selling houses, buying houses, a lot of moving pieces. Kids have gotten a couple years older. And then he he's done a couple things with his body to really put himself in a great position to be able to make it the entire season and then feel better. He looks more like himself. He looks like 2016 Randall, I think. And that's why I mentioned on Pat's show and and do feel really strongly he needs more opportunities. He deserves the opportunities. You know, there is still some part of this game that is a meritocracy. And in that sense, I believe, you know, every time he touches the ball, something good has been happening for us other than his uh, lateral to Elton. <laughs> No, 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 it's good. Was your post game attire Sunday uh, owed to Belichick in some way? Cut off? No, not at all, actually. It wasn't, it wasn't no, but uh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, that would have been something that I might do for sure if I'd actually thought about it, but no. No. Good question, though. I didn't thought about that. I didn't see the Saints, uh, Minnesota, but I think that was the same place, right? I know that it seats about 62 and change. Uh, they got great uh, sports fans there. Obviously, Tottenham's been a you know top uh, five-ish team in the Premier League for a long time right now, and I think we have fans. You know, obviously in Germany, Italy, France, all across there. I, I was in Europe this off season in Switzerland, and there were people, you know, excited. I met like local you know football team guys and the coach there. The super juiced, uh, loving the Packers. Uh, I was in Hungary and got stopped by uh, a couple, uh, a, a guy on a bachelor party from Croatia who was a huge Packer fan. Uh, then I was in Greece and, and also got recognized in Greece. So there's Packer fans across uh, Europe. It's going to be fun uh, to get over there. I'm expecting a higher percentage of Packer fans than Giants fans, even though the obviously the Giants are on the East Coast. But excited to be over there and, and uh, feel the environment and those European sports fans. Aaron, can you break down what you're looking for when you're re- reading a play? Like, Pat, one of Packers' Twitter favorite things is they show one of your plays, there's a guy wide open, you don't throw it to him. Um, I assume it's more complicated because if, maybe I don't know, but like if read one is open, he gets the ball regardless of what read three is. Can you, can you give us like a tutorial on what you're looking at? Who was wide open that I missed? Um, I don't know. I think there's one that was Lazard was open. Well, he, he ran an adjustment on the route. He was supposed to run an inbreaker, and he decided to run vertical. So sometimes you don't have all the all the answers there. But when it comes to the play, it, there's a progression to it. There's there's different types of plays. There's plays where you pick a side. There's plays where there's a pure progression. There's plays where there's a pure progression with an option uh, on the back side. Based on the coverage, you might start there first and adjust the, the order of the progression. But, yeah, most of the time you're going through progressions. You're playing percentages on where the ball should go. Uh, I don't feel like I've missed a ton of wide open guys. Every now and then you might... Uh, totally miss a guy, or the guy might not even be in the progression. Uh, first, first two or three might be an option on the backside. The coverage, maybe you thought it was a certain way, you might not go back there. But, uh, but most of the time, I feel like, uh, you know, just just going through the progression, having an idea, getting a good pre-snap uh, read, getting at the snap read, and then adjusting anything you see on the fly. So, if it's a pure progression and number three is open, but number one is open first, you, there's, just, there's just no chance, right? Because the ball. There's always open. a chance, yeah. Okay. You could skip some projection. Uh, the, the, um, what's the word? I just, you just said it. Um, progression. Thank you. You can skip a progression from one to three for sure. But there's a one for a reason. Usually one is, you know, on one side, and three might be coming from the back side. So, uh, 
just depends on where you're starting. Is there any reason why you would skip one? Yeah. I skipped a lot of them last year when 17 was out there. Yeah, yeah, they they've won some tight games. Uh, they were behind by a good amount to Tennessee and fought hard and came back and uh, you know made the most of, the, of that of that one. Obviously, they played a tough one against uh, against the Bears. Um, so yeah, they're a solid football team. They got a good front on both sides. Uh, Wink is a great coach. You know, a lot of different things he's going to throw at you. Got to be ready for a lot of different coverages, some themes of the week, some pressures. Uh, it's it's a big challenge for us. Aaron, you, um, I, I know you and Romeo and Christian are in the process of getting where you want to be, but you did say to Pat yesterday that those two are going to be dudes. Um, I know there will be a thousand different factors and decisions you'll have to make after the season, but having two young guys that you're seeing this from now, does that factor into when you think about the future and whether or not you want to kind of reap the benefits of what you're sowing now with them? Well, I think there's going to be a lot of benefits to be reaped from, from those guys. So I'm sure long after I'm gone, those guys are going to have an opportunity to, to be here and play and play in the second contracts. Um, but it's about development, really, for them. It's about their mental approach, especially, like I said yesterday, year one to two can be a big jump. Two to three can be an even bigger jump. So it's just understanding what it means to be a pro and figure that out. And, and hopefully, I think every young player should lean on an older guy and get some advice. I think as older guys, we love to to share the mistakes that we made with, our, with the young guys so they don't repeat those things. And things that work for us as a young player, things that didn't work, things we'd like to see them do. I think it's really important passed on that knowledge. But, look, my decision when it comes down to it will be uh, obviously the physical part, the mental part, seeing where the team is at. Look at the defense. A lot of guys are signed for multiple years now. That seems to be intact for a while. We've got a good core in the offensive line. Some young guys, uh, obviously two great backs who are still under contract. There's some moving pieces, but, you know, that'll factor in for sure. But seeing the development of those guys, uh, you know, can't help but be a part of the decision. You've talked about sleep and performance in the past. There's a huge time change, six hours between here and then. How do you combat that when you go back? Just knock yourself out. <laughs> Listen, I think from what we've been talking about, you got to stay up as late as you can on Friday. And then, uh, you know, hopefully it starts to fall into place. But... Listen, there's no excuses, and we'll be uh, trying to sleep on the way out and then go through the process on Friday and then try and sleep uh, Friday night, hopefully feel a little bit more rested Saturday, have a normal day-ish, whatever that means, and then get some sleep on Saturday. But both teams are dealing with the same same issues, and uh, you know we'll be excited to get over there and, and uh, be excited to get to bed Friday night for sure. You got a bad jet lag story from off-season? No, not really. I got a couple techniques that I uh, that I like to use to kind of get on the time the time schedule, but I'll keep those to myself. Those are those are competitive advantages, but uh, I've shared them with a few people. But I'm sure we'll be we'll, we'll be ready to go by the time what 2:30 hits Sunday. Do you have any give and take, or uh, I'll say opinion, but how does it affect you who's playing where on the offensive line in front of you? No, I just want the best five. And the best five that the, the Steno and Buckus think should be out there will be out there. I think we've had some 
some more consistency. I think Dave's played really well. I think Elton's, you know, been improving each week, and just the confidence is starting to come back. I feel like the interior three have been solid. Um, you know, Josh, other than a couple wayward snaps, I thought was really sharp in the game. John's really settled in as a very, very consistent player for us, left guard, and, and Royce seems to be really settling in a right guard for us. So um, if there's a, there's a time where we feel like uh, there's one of our best five is not out there, then I'm sure they, they'll make an adjustment. You mentioned you've dreamed about this trip before. Have you or either your teammates discussed a London leap? Is it possible in that stadium? I haven't seen how high the walls are, but might need to boost like uh, Hunter did for Mason against the, what was that, the Lions the one time? Or the Niners? Which one was it? Lions? Yeah. Uh, look, they got great fans over there. I'm, I'm excited about the interaction. Tom's got all these, you know, media requests lines up for, lined up for me, so I'm sure we'll have some fun with some of those interactions. And excited really excited to get over there i know a lot of us are we're obviously trying to figure out how to get some sleep tomorrow night but once we're there we're gonna make the most of our time this is a dumb question but can you have a wayward snap when you're under center is that what you're talking about or you yeah saying, okay yeah he snapped it on his right cheek a couple times <laughs> gotta get that thing down the middle does that best five on the offensive line in your mind involve yash at right and elton inside yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I think Yash has played so much at left tackle for us. He hasn't really played a whole lot of right. Um, I like the five we got right now. There you go. That is Aaron Rodgers talking to the media. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Don't forget, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk with Jesse Temple of The Athletic. And if you have not read his piece on one of the reasons Paul Christ was fired, you got to read it. I just retweeted it over uh, on my account over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. But it takes and, and really kind of gives you an open look at some of, not necessarily the coaching aspect, but the recruiting aspect of Wisconsin and some of the things that have gone on. And, you know, when I read this, Look, I big time football in Texas, big time football in Ohio, big time football in Pennsylvania, big time football in Georgia, big time football in Southern California. You know, you 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 go to these big states and high schools have recruiting departments. You know, that make sure that you're in the district and what are you doing and they check up on addresses and they 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 make sure that parents are compliant to make sure that those children, those kids can go to certain schools in certain areas and they have eligibility and participation and they go and look for these kids. I mean, some of these big-time programs, they, they do it. They have 10, 15, 20 people, people that do it as a volunteer, people that do it as sponsors. You know, they have that going. This is Wisconsin. And the, the Jesse Temple piece just kind of exposes it almost to the point that if I'm on that in that department, I'm embarrassed. You know, you got you got Michigan and Michigan State and Ohio State with 10, 15, 20 people. And Ohio, you know, and Wisconsin's got like two and and this whole story about one of the kids wasn't even recognized, came on to a campus visit, didn't even nobody even talked to the kid. He just showed up, walked around and left. Ended up signing with Michigan, uh, which is one example. I get it. One person falls through the cracks, and, you know, no program is infallible. So I'm not going to take one instance and say, oh, my God, it's awful. But when you start to look at the overall character within that department, 
of just overfilling everybody's plate and saying, hey, well, well, I'll pick up the slack. We'll get it done. It's, that, that's a huge reason, huge reason why Paul Christ is not, no longer with the Badgers. Uh, it's it's a really interesting look. So we'll talk about that coming up. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show out here out here in Verroca. We'll be back right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, thanks to the uh, staff and management down at Rivals Sports Pub last night. I had a great time. The Bill Michael Soto out and about. We were there. A lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people playing volleyball last night. Bar got pretty crowded by the end of the night. Thanks to Mike Clements for coming down. We had a really good time last night. Next week, next Wednesday night, going to be back down at the Mecca in the Deer District at the Fiserv Forum. So look for us down there. Um, by the way, speaking of that, if you missed the huddle last night, Mike Clemens joining us for uh, pretty much an hour and a half last evening, um, you can uh, you can take a listen to it. The huddle podcast is up, is up. So there you go. Huddle podcast is up. Um, Packers getting ready to leave for London. Rasul Douglas played in London with Philly in his second NFL season. Not exactly thrilled to be going back. Uh, according to Ryan Wood, <coughs> Rasul Douglas, pardon me for coughing, Rasul Douglas said, quote, it effing sucked. You don't get to do nothing over there. You just effing get on a plane, get over there, and effing practice, then you play the game. It effing sucked. There you go. Well, that, you know what? That's fine. It, you know, if, if that's all you're doing, I mean, it's a business trip. It, it's, you know, it, that's what's being drilled into your head. The game is not for the players to go out. It, it's not a bowl game. Ben, don't you get the sense that some of the players are making it out to be like a bowl game? Like when guys go to play in the Rose Bowl and they go to Disneyland, you know, or Disney World for a, or Disneyland for a for a, a day. They get the entire run of the park, and then they get to go over on, on the beach, and you're heading out by Santa Monica, and you're hanging out, and, and you get to, you know, see all the sights, and you're in Beverly Hills, and you're driving around Rodeo Drive, and they take you in all these places in a little mini shopping spree, and, and then you get to go play the game. That's the way a lot of these players seem to be approaching it, don't they? I think it's how all the fans approach it, and I think it's how Aaron Rodgers approaches it. I think the rest of the players know what it is and kind of hate it. Yeah. But this is kind of what Grant Bills was saying last night on the huddle. It's like, this is LaFleur's whole attitude about it. I don't see how that doesn't fall down the cracks to the players, similar to Craig Council during the season right. on that big road trip they had to go on. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, it's, it's – I – you know, I don't know. It's one guy in his opinion, and Russell Douglas has been there, done that, and he's so he's got that experience where some others don't. But you know, it's it, did the did Philly win that game? Do you remember? That is a great question. I think so. That may skew your opinion too. If you got beat, got injured, whatever, that could skew your opinion. The Eagles won. If the Eagles won. So twenty four eighteen. It was a business trip. They went over. They won the game. And then they come back home. And he says it's, it effing sucked. This is a game, this is not for the players. 
This is not for the coaches. This is for the NFL to show off across the pond for money. That's what this is. There's nothing for the – this is – players get mad because they don't get the extra bye week. Had players gotten an extra bye week, you could then play the game, take maybe a couple of days before you get back home to practice. You take a couple of days. You spend a little time there. You enjoy yourself. You got your bye week coming up. Boom. You know, you you, you do a couple things over in, in London. You come back home. You get reacclimated the body clock to uh, to the Midwest, and then you're back with your season after a week off. This isn't that. I mean, you play the game and you're flying out. You're done. You're on your way, man. And and you fly home the eight nine hours. So your game gets done at two thirty their time. It goes from two thirty five thirty. You get out of there by six thirty. You're on the plane by seven thirty. You know, maybe eight. Then you know their time. Then you fly home the eight hours. So. What, you're getting home at 4 in the morning London time, which would be, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, 7 or 8 Milwaukee time. So you still go home, you go to bed, you get reacclimated to, to the Midwest, and then you got to be back up on Monday at some point in the afternoon, I would assume. You go in for video, Tuesday you're off, and then you're back at practice and trying to get reacclimated again on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for practice. It, I, I get it. It sucks. It's a massive road trip is all it is. So understandable that he thinks it, stu- it sucks and LaFleur thinks it sucks, but some players like Rogers looking forward to it. Fans I know are looking forward to it. I'm seeing Facebook fill up with a lot of pictures from over the pond. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. Yes. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held practice getting ready to face the Giants in London. Jair Alexander practiced but was limited with that groin injury he suffered against the Buccaneers. Safety Adrian Amos is in the concussion protocol after getting hit in the head Sunday against the Patriots. In New York, the Giants had seven players miss practice due to injuries. Quarterback Daniel Jones was limited but back on the practice field just three days after suffering a sprained ankle against the Bears, head coach Brian Yeah, not surprised. He's a pretty tough individual. Um, I think he's made a lot of progress since after the game. He's been in the treatment room for pretty consistently throughout these last couple days. So we'll put him out there, give him some reps, and see where he's at. The Packers have been trying to get all of the game plan in before they fly to London tonight. Head coach Matt LaFleur was asked. Is this week difficult for you? I'm not going to give you my honest answer. (laughs) I'd rather refrain. It feels like a Thursday night game for us as coaches, just in terms of all the preparation you got to do, and but you just do it. So it is what it is. I asked Aaron Rodgers what he thinks of having NFL games being played in London. I think it's great. It's great for our game to branch out. There's a lot of fans worldwide. I've been to Packer bars all over the country. Our fans travel well, and we're the last team that's played over there. So I think it's great for the NFL. It's great for our international fans, too. We got a guy that shows up. You know, he's, he's a German guy. Always has a German flag. You've probably seen him. You know, he comes to two or three games a year, and there's multiple people like that coming from all around the world to come to Lambeau. So this hopefully makes it a little bit easier for those good folks. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Thanks to Mike. 
Coming up after the top of the hour, Jesse Temple is going to join us. And if you have not read his piece out of The Athletic, it talks about uh, the Badgers recruiting program. And uh, very, I'll let him explain it, but very insightful. And it is also, um, it's, it's, there's a lot of explaining to do. I think Chris, Chris McIntosh um, needs to explain uh, and I'm not throwing this on his his plate. I'm just saying that they, they, this is this is not right. You're, you're talking about a big time college and Big Ten football, and to have just a couple of people doing things. And again, I don't want to you know jump Jesse's stuff here, but it's just uh, the the lack of a recruiting department has hurt heavily. Uh, some have said in this article, and they say that. They say it's a prime reason uh, of Wisconsin's recruiting, uh, recruiting department uh, of the issues last year. Um, and when Paul Chris went more than eight months with what amounted to kind of a makeshift staff and not really putting enough resources into it. So uh, we'll we'll talk with Jesse coming up here in a little bit. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers, K-O-E-H-N. Go to KaneandKane.com. That's KaneandKane.com. Or you can check out our buddy Andy Kane and the Buy Like a Guy podcast, uh, which pops up all the time now over on Facebook and and, uh, and Twitter and over on Instagram. You can find it by B-U-Y, Buy Like a Guy podcast, and really cool stuff. Uh, I never knew that he was that talented when it comes to the podcast. Uh, just doing guy stuff and buying jewelry, and but it's it's actually a pretty pretty cool watch. So if you get a chance to check it out, go to buy like a guy uh, over on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and such, and you can find it find it there. Uh, this is from Mark, who said, uh, "Really looking forward to the Jesse Temple interview." I've been saying for a long time that Wisconsin is outclassed when it comes to the recruiting department. I read the article; my jaw hit the table. This is an embarrassment for Wisconsin. Chris McIntosh has some explaining to do. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Ben, when you read it, what was your reaction? I wasn't that surprised. A lot of it I already knew. I kind of knew they were lagging in many respects. I did not have the specific accounts the article lays out in terms of how behind they were. And inept, I think, is a fair word to use in terms of getting guys on campus and showing, showing off really what is the greatest college town in the country they just didn't do a good job, good enough of a job at doing that. The one thing I took exception to here is there's a quote, many quotes from parents, former parents, current parents. One of them says, Wisconsin isn't a damn Quaker community. We can be straight laced and wear our suits pregame. Um, I went to a Quaker high school back home, and I found uh-huh. that to be a really unnecessary drive by on the Quaker community. Aside from that, <laughs> great article that I took exception to. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I, I got to admit, uh, I did not see this conversation going down that road. You know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know we were going to, you know, kind of defend the Quakerism, so to speak. Last time I defended a Quaker was when I said, "Hey, this guy's got some good, pretty good oats coming out of his head." I'm good with that. Be, beyond that, uh, I don't I really don't care to be honest with you. Uh, so it's coming up. We're going to talk with Jesse Temple coming up here after the top of the hour. Tom tweets us and says, uh, "It's not common knowledge." That UW is cheap compared to many other programs. No surprise here. That's why they shouldn't be. They should be just content being a top twenty-five team and stop trying to con everybody about competing for championships. It's a lie. Good stuff. Jesse Temple going to join us at the Athletic.
Coming up after the top of the hour, stay tuned. People chiming in, defending the Quakers. I get it. Some good damn oats, man. Throw some brown sugar in there, some cinnamon. Yeah, roll around in it. Let the dogs loose. Have at it. Good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.